Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. Get ready to uh, enjoy what we've got for you over the next uh, 20 minutes. Is that what it is, it boils down to? <laughs> Look, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, we've got something we want to ask your advice on, because uh, Richie and I go to a cafe before we go and do the show each day, and something weird's been happening, right? Uh, we went down there, and at the beginning they were giving us lattes, because we have a, a little coffee each whilst we're coming up with the ideas. They gave us the lattes each in a big mug, and mm. that was really good for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then, inexplicably... Almost the day we said, I love these mugs, I wish, I wish this was just how it was now, they then changed to long, thin, fluty glass uh, latte cups and, and it's just ruined it. Do you think, do you think that we went in there... Yeah. Okay. After a period of not being in there... Yeah. We went in there and were just using standard industrial mugs. Yeah. Then they saw those DJs are back. Two DJ guys. We better get the fancy fluty things out. Yeah. And they think that we're quite posh, and they uh, that we would be wanting the fluty, glassy things. Where in effect, we're men of the people, and we want mugs. Yeah, which is why we want builder style mugs. And you know what? It probably adds to it because the the you know those long, thin, fluty latte glasses. Mm-hmm. You have to extend a pinky finger when you drink from them because yeah, a tiny little hand bit to be able to hold on to. Tiny little handle. It doesn't help with that Louis the Sixteenth of the wrist. Tomorrow, when we have our pre-show fluty thing, yep. I will take a picture of your pinky. <laughs> There's an offer I can't refuse. Put that out of your mind. Here's the show. Uh, so, how are you doing, is the question. You just asked of everyone there. Well, you know how I'm doing. I've not had a great weekend. I didn't make eye contact with you when I said it. <laughs> no, you, no you didn't. I need to know, are you on a bad run with anything right now? Let me explain what's going on. I went to watch my football team, Arsenal, play Chelsea yesterday. We lost 2-0. wasn't entirely unexpected. But the day before Saturday, I decided I would go and watch my local football team play, Stevenage. Uh-huh. Now, they didn't win either. At least they drew. They drew one all with Paul. But not a win. But not a win. So in 24 hours, I've attended two football matches and neither of the teams that I supported have won. But the bad run goes on longer than that because, Bush, to be quite frank, I've done some research. The last time I was actually in a stadium watching a football team that I support win a game of football was the 6th of October 2019. Oh, wow. Now That's I, someone else, isn't it? I know that all of us, for COVID reasons, have not been in a lot of the places that we want to be for the last year and a half. But <laughs> without any shadow of a doubt, all right, 2019, 6th of October, that was the last time I was in a game watching a team that I support win. I tried to watch two games over the weekend to break this run. You're a hex. Couldn't do it. I'm a hex. I'm on a bad run. Do you know the weird thing is as well, uh, it, can, it can get in your head that. Because yeah. I would now, say if I'm an Arsenal fan and, and you're going to go to a game that I'm going to, yeah. I'd almost like phone up and personally intervene to get you to just stay behind because <laughs> you, you could be bad luck. But this is it. You get, in your, you, you get in your mind when you think you're on a bad run with something. Sometimes it, it could even be as simple as a car park. You might not go into a car park because you think to yourself, I'll never get a space in there. Never get one in there. It's always busy. It's always well, full. Do you remember me saying on the show a few weeks back that uh, at one point in Bristol, I hadn't been overtaken on my bicycle? Do you remember <laughs> yeah, that? And that was a good do, run. Yeah. Since we moved to London, and I cycled down the Thames now to go to Fenchurch Street Station. I don't think I've ever done a cycle where I haven't been overtaken. <laughs> so I'm on a terrible run with that. 
If you are on a bad run with anything in your life right now, and this isn't just about sport, it's about anything, something that is always going wrong, no matter what you try and do. You're on a bad run, want to hear about it. Um, I'm going to throw my dad into the mix here, actually, with this one. He's on, he's on a bad run of um, family dues. Okay, so the, the last three family events yeah. that my dad has been to, uh, a funeral, a wedding and a, and a christening, he's forgotten a key part of his outfit for the day. <laughs> So I, I think he's forgotten his shirt. He accidentally brought the, I've mentioned this before on the show, the suit bottoms that my brother wore to his student end of year leaving do thing at like an air uh, an airfield in Swansea. Yeah. So all the pinstripes are rubbed off. And I think he brought my uh, sister's pink blouse with him as well instead of his normal <laughs> shirt. So he looked like a pimp. Uh, Higgy, you want a bad run? What is it? Uh, well, this uh, is my second place I've lived in in like last two years. And I went out on a session with mates in Chesterfield, and the first time I went out, I live in a flat, so I locked my door, yep. it was just a normal lock, but then you've got a, a, a fob to get in the downstairs. Uh-huh. Well, not thinking I've got my gas meter outside, not outside at the bottom of the outdoor, like just outside my flat door, and I put my keys in there for safety, didn't take them with me in case I lose them. <laughs> so I come back at four o'clock in the morning, Yeah. And I can't get in the bottom of the flats because I have my, my fob is on with my keys. That yeah. you'd put in the gas meter. So I'm pressing everybody's buttons. There's like nine flats. I'm pressing their buttons to get back in. And no, nobody nobody was... They got all the buzzers switched off. It's four o'clock in the morning. Because I think it's Higgy but again, I, pressing all the buttons because yeah. he's left his key <laughs> in the gas meter. I, 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 had to, I had to ring for a taxi to come and to ring the mate, to, come, to go to his mate who was about three miles away to go and stop at his house until I could get in. It's like trade trade button. It like it works from like nine o'clock in the morning till about three in the afternoon. So obviously That's this is not the first come. time this has happened for it no, to be no, a bad this, run. The so time, the, the last time last week was last a week ago. Well, last Tuesday night, yeah. I took a little gym gym bag out with me. Yeah, and I put my keys in there. Right, and me me glasses for reading stuff like, and I actually got to the end of the night and I, my bag wasn't there. Was it in the now, gas meter? No, <laughs> no. My, my mate had come from Litchfield, a um, mate of mine. And he'd got the hotel in Chesterfield. So, luckily enough, <laughs> yeah. we went down to the hotel. So it was like, you can't get in the room with him. Obviously not, because of COVID and all that. So, they actually let me stop in the reception the next morning. <laughs> then I had to go back into Chesney the morning, the Wednesday morning, to go knock in the pubs, to go around the pubs we've been around, what I can remember. And third pub that I found, said, oh, is this your bag? Higgy, oh, this is stressing get... me out even hearing this. This is Higgy, <laughs> stressing so me out. out the, so I went out on the Tuesday afternoon at one o'clock in the afternoon at 1300, and I got back in home at 11 o'clock the following day. Higgy, not look. intentionally. I'm not doing it no more. I've, I've, I'm Staying with a can of lager and watch telly or something instead. <laughs> I'm, not drinking, I'm not going out drinking anymore. I'm seriously not. It's not It's not a good thing for me, is it? It's bad for my health, seriously. That's yeah. it. I miss my bed. I miss my bed. Good yeah. man. Good man. Higgy, I feel like we've come to some form of uh, a revelation there. If you guys are knocking about any time, come up for a drink, but don't guarantee that I could put you up because I might lock myself out. Yay! Yay! As you well know, we're talking about this, the tail end of last week. Uh, we're doing the ultimate beauty brinkmanship this week. We have a photo shoot on Wednesday morning for some photos for the radio station that are going to stay with us for at least three years. We both realise that we both look quite pasty at the moment because we haven't been on holiday for donkey's years. So we're thinking of getting a spray tan. And we've been asking over tail end of last week and over the weekend if there's anyone out there that could help us. Well, over the weekend, uh, Hayley got in touch with us. Uh, Hayley... 
Hello, and thank you very much for getting in touch. Is it true? Are you able to spray tan us before Wednesday? Hello. Yes, I can. Tomorrow I'm free. So, yes, I can spray tan you both. Brilliant. And uh, are, are you are you someone that's just an amateur spray tan person? You might have a couple of cans in the garage, or is this what you do as an actual <laughs> job? No, I mean, I have many strings to my bow, but... Um, Spray tanning, I've been doing for about 10 years now, so I'm a pro, so don't you worry. Now, let's cut straight to the chase. Uh, from what I hear from uh, getting in touch over the weekend, you are mobile, you are based in Hertfordshire, so this isn't something that's going to be happening here at work. <laughs> this is going to be something that's happening at my house. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm based in Ware, and I cover sort of probably about a five-mile radius from Ware, and I've got a pop-up tent, so I come to your house, pop the tent up and spray tan you, and we can discuss sort of how dark you want to go with the, your tan. Wow. And, yeah, I can answer all your questions. Well, there, are, there are so many questions, because this is so <laughs> alien to us. <laughs> there really are. It is brinkmanship, because obviously we've got the photo shoot, obviously, on Wednesday morning. So let, let's start with the first thing, the thing that the question that was unresolved from last week, right? How do you choose what, what tone you are? We, we were buying paint, actually, in a DIY shop <laughs> at the weekend, and there's, there's a chart in a book. Is that how you pick what colour you go for? Do you know what? It really is experience. So because I've been tanning my clients for so long, I know what colour they will want. So and and honestly, everyone tans very different on holiday. Right. And I use Sienna X spray tan, which develops with your natural skin tone. So if I put, for example, a twelve percent tan on one person, it may look different on someone else. It depends how um pale you are, how easily you tan, it will look different. So I can tell by your your skin tone naturally. Rich, Richie was quite keen to go for the 90% tan. <laughs> tan. Really dark. So if I've got clients that want to go really dark, it will still look natural because your pigment in your skin will only go a certain... You know, if I put a really dark tan on myself, I'm very pale, it still won't look as dark on somebody that tans very easily in the sun. Right. It, it, it does work with your natural skin tone. So um, I normally discuss um, how dark you would normally tan, like to be tanned on holiday. Um, honestly, you'll love it. And, yeah, for me, it just comes with experience, knowing what people are kind of saying and what they mean about what sort of colour they want. Okay. A lot of brides, and brides obviously don't want to be too dark on their wedding day, so we just try and go quite natural. Next question, and uh, this is one that has cropped up from something you said a few moments ago. Tent. Um, is, this, <laughs> so, is this something that's happening inside or in the garden? Uh, you can do it inside. Some people um, do it in their garden, but no, it fits in your house. It's just a small pop-up tent. Wow. And that you stand in, yeah. And then talking about standing in there, (laughs) the whole standing in the tent thing, a couple of uh, home-time listeners, I think they were trying to panic us a little bit on Friday by talking about (laughs) tiny little paper thongs. That's not really a thing, is it? (laughs) Um, So, I don't keep paper thongs in my kit. Now, it is a thing, because some people do. Over the years, I found that um, people hate them. So what most of my clients wear is swimwear, 
they'll wear underwear or they just go totally nude. If I'm honest, most of my clients now go totally nude. Blimey. <laughs> so, right. so, so they don't get uh, tan lines and all of that. But most guys I tan would wear, like, swim shorts. Good to know. OK, phew, that's fine. Brilliant, OK. Phew. <laughs> 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 right. So things have taken a real turn in Richie's garden in where. <laughs> <laughs> or even inside, mate. Um, Personal preference. Um... Are there any other do's and don'ts that we should know about at this stage? Uh, yes. So, ideally, um, it, it, to make the most of your tan, I mean, I know you're having it for your photo shoot. Yeah. Um, but, for example, if you want it to last a lot longer than Wednesday, the best thing to do is tonight to exfoliate and moisturise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tomorrow, on the day of your tan... Please do not wear any deodorant, any aftershave or creams or lotions or anything on your skin. That's the main thing for tomorrow. Okay. So don't put any deodorant on tomorrow. <laughs> okay, and then, and then coming back from it, because obviously we've got to get in for the show, do you just wear like, will it like come off if you sat on a train seat or something like that? Do you have to stand or what's the deal with that? So the best thing is to wear loose clothing. Richie's got a, is um, it a... I've got sort of like a... Uh, it's a dish dash. He's got a dish dash. Kind of thing you might wear on the beach in Dubai. Mm-hmm. So are you... So there's two types of tan. There's one that you wear for eight hours and it develops over eight hours. Mm-hmm. Or I have a rapid tan which develops between sort of one and four hours, depending on when you want to wash it off. So do you, if you have plans, you can always wash off. I could use a rapid tan and then it will develop in four hours. I like, I like that. I like that kind of like slow release. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking I might go for the slow release and after I've had the spray tan done, I wa- I might wear my old cricket whites because they're loose, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't matter if anything sort of rubs off on them. Yeah, I, I like the slow release thing. It's like, it's like going back nightclubbing in Torquay back in the <laughs> mid-90s. You never know what's going to happen later on in the evening. Yeah, and it will wash out of your clothes, bed linen clothes. It, the tan does wash out. It's it's there's come a long way spray tans, and it's a lot of natural ingredients. So amazing, it will wash out of your clothes. Yeah. Well, listen, Haley, we we hugely appreciate this. Thank you so much. <laughs> Please uh, let's let's give your your business a big up here on the Home Time Show. How can people find you if they want to get themselves spray tanned? Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. My Facebook is at Hayley Simpson MUA for makeup artists and Hayley Simpson Lifestyling is my other brand where I work with my clients on like makeovers, but I also talk to them about health, well-being and their mindset. So my website's under construction, which is HayleySimpson.com. Um, but going forward, I'll be working with my clients on like makeovers, um, men and women. And what I do is um, advise them on, like, styling and how to create a happy life, basically. Amazing. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Um, I'll get the kettle on and... Uh... <laughs> I'll get some swim wow. shorts on. <laughs> yeah, we'll all meet in my kitchen. I'll see you then. I look forward to it. I had a Miss Jam who says it's my 36th birthday today, sat in the sun drinking wine, fighting off the wasps and listening to the Hometime Show. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Monday evening means the Hometime Taxi Club is up and running. Uh, plenty of entrance into that that we need to uh, induct very soon. Uh, Paul, for example, is one, says, uh, I'm ferrying my eldest to work until close in the local pub. Now, what I need to try and work out there is, is he taking his eldest there and then staying at 
the local pub until close, or is he sort of like dropping off and all that kind of thing? Because they're two very different fares. If that's the case. He surely pays him in crisps or scampi fries or You'd something have like hoped that. So yeah. Uh, Emma says I'm ferrying my other half round. He's meeting his pals for a night out. The selflessness of these people is unbelievable. We've got Andy on the line. Who are you nominating for the taxi club? I'm nominating my husband, Gareth Webb. <laughs> okay, why is Gareth such an amazing taxi driver? Uh, no, I'm the amazing taxi driver. So I'm nominating myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Penny's just dropped at how this thing works. <laughs> so, what, you're ferrying Gareth around all over the place, are you? Yeah, well, goodness, Jimmy is partially disabled, but I take him to work every day and I bring him home and the M27 is like Groundhog Day. It's just every day, it's just the same. Um, and I'm currently waiting for him to come out of a team meeting, which supposedly finished at quarter to five, and I'm still sat here listening to you guys. Sorry <laughs> swings around about, swings <laughs> around about. Hey, but you sound like you sound like a very positive, lovely personality. So even though life will throw difficulties at you, it sounds like you overcome them with good humour, it seems. We usually do, yes. We usually have a good laugh. And they do listen to Absolute Radio in the office, so he's probably in there now with his jaw on the floor. <laughs> well, they'll be rushing out of that team meeting, um, <laughs> being thankful for you being the taxi driver, and also knowing uh, that your household is soon to be having a home-time tea towel heading your way. Brilliant. Thank you very much. I will use it with pleasure. Fantastic. This Monday's getting better and better for you, isn't it, hey? It'll be even better if you ring me back in a little bit and uh, tell me if I've won the money like an Irish hoper. Oh, right, OK. (laughs) Beggars can't be choosers. (laughs) I know. I'll speak to you later. (laughs) Who are you nominating, cats? It has to be my husband, Sean Robertson. He has driven us over well nearly 800 miles across the entire of Scotland. We've been around everywhere, and he's still driving. What, are you guys on the run? Why are you doing 800 miles? What's going on? (laughs) We are teaching our children about the Scottish heritage, and we're showing them everywhere Scotland has to offer. Wow. Fantastic. And you really are um, covering everywhere because my knowledge of uh, Land's End to John O'Groats is that that's about 800 miles, but that's like from the tip of England to the tip of Scotland. If you've done 800 <laughs> and you've stayed in Scotland, you must have covered everywhere. Yeah, we have. We are, where are we now? We're in Kirkcaldy. Fantastic. I mean, I spent a bit of time down at Loch Awe during our, our summer holidays. The Highlands are beautiful, aren't they? They are very nice. It was very lovely. Have you seen any midges? I was very scared about midges going up there, but I didn't see a midgie at all. Yep, they were in your eyes, in your ears, everywhere. But has Sean had a good time? Because he's been doing all the driving. Has he had a good time? It's been lovely, yes. (laughs) He sounds like he's under duress. (laughs) He does indeed. (laughs) Kat, we're sending a home-time tea towel uh, to you guys, and big up Sean. He is the best taxi driver in all of Scotland. He is the best taxi driver ever. Best looking. Best looking. <laughs> if you are ferrying people around, uh, we've said earlier on, even if you're driving yourself about, get the credit you deserve. Don't just like sit in the front quietly like Parker from Thunderbirds. Tell Richie and I could win yourself a home time show tea towel. You could be nominating, could be nominating someone else or yourself. Uh, Mel, who is it for you? So I was um nominating myself because I'm constantly collecting hobby from work and dropping him off so I thought I needed a shout out okay and, and do, 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 do you feel that you get the uh, credit you deserve for your taxi work or or I guess by the fact that you got in touch with Richie and I maybe not um I think so most of the time but I do feel a little bit taken granted now and again so, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> how much of a drive are you doing every single day Mel 
Oh, well, I can't complain too much. It's only about 10 minutes there and 10 minutes back. But that's twice a day, so... OK, well, about what, an hour. what's his name, your husband? Dave. Dave? Do you ever think Dave could walk walk down there himself? Possibly not. It's a little bit too far for him to walk in the morning. He could probably walk home or take a bike. But Mel, him. if you're doing there and back twice a day, that's probably about yeah. 40 quid worth of uh, taxi fare equivalent a day. That's going to stack up over a week. Are you really getting that back? Uh, well, when you put it like that, probably not, no. Now, we don't, we don't want to cause a problem in the relationship here, but we just want to know your rights. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's start by, obviously, inducting you into the taxi club. We'll give you uh, your, your home time show, tea towel and everything as well. That, that's yours, that's safest in the bank. But maybe if Dave's that. listening to this right now, he needs to take you out for maybe dinner or something like that. Would that be a good reparation for the work you've put in in this relationship? That would be a very good start, let's put it that way. Oh, it's okay. a good start. OK. <laughs> If you remember the cliffhanger we left you with on Friday's show, uh, we decided to get into the TikTok market. Absolute Radio has got its own TikTok <laughs> account. TikTok market. TikTok market. So we did our own TikTok. We put it out there yeah. and we've been waiting all weekend to, to, for the stats to come in to see whether we've gone viral or not. Uh, so when we spoke earlier in the week to our social media guru, Alice, she said that uh, once we're into... Well, did she say into the tens of thousands? She said anything around the 10,000 mark, you know, you know you mean business. Yeah, OK. She never really put... A time parameter on that, did she? That's not a good start. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good start if this is where we're going. Our TikTok is over a thousand views. I'll take that. Over a thousand plays. That's not bad, is it? It's not bad at all. Uh, 1,200. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it looks like a, a local health authority uh, STI advert. So um, <laughs> that's probably why it, it might not have uh, charted as high as we might want in the world of TikTok. After they put our one up, they thought they'd go and put another one up. Okay. So they put one up with Paul Weller in it. What, a, a tick, Paul Weller on a TikTok? Paul, Paul Weller is TikToking on Absolute Radio's oh, TikTok after R1 went up. Listen, Paul Weller and people who like him and that, he's, he's a legend and he's a hero and all that kind of thing, but there are rules in terms of the etiquette of TikTok. Like, I agree. Wait for someone else to finish their TikTok before you jump in with your TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Because I reckon if, if Paul Weller hadn't gone up, we might have had a few more people looking at ours. Exactly. Okay? Because he's got 30,000. Oh my god, that's, that's <laughs> leveler, isn't it? It's a great yeah. leveler. What do we do from here? Do we do we try another TikTok or do we just walk up we'll say we want our ball back and walk away? I don't think we can walk away after after dipping our toe in with one TikTok. I think we've got to knock another one out this week. What a lovely way to put it. <laughs> Watch this space. So that's your podcast. I will see you tomorrow in my letter. So that's the podcast. I will see you tomorrow in my kitchen wearing way less than I'd want you to be. What has gone on with this podcast? You're talking about taking photos of me pinky at the beginning. Now it's me semi-naked in your kitchen. Would you leave it?